Das war nicht gut. Okay. Can you all hear me okay? Hello, hello? Testing? Testing? Do I need to hold it up? <laughs> hello? Is that better? Good? Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not the, the loudest speaker in the world. But um, I just wanted to start out by sharing my testimony just a little bit to let you get to know me. And um, oh, it brings back memories with them talking about the bus route. I love the bus ministry and getting to pick up the children for the, um, to bring them to church because um, their parents didn't go to church. And the only way they could go is if somebody came and, and picked them up. So I loved working on the bus route. And that was always such a joy. Um, so, like she said, my name is Sarah Pack, and my husband and I have been called um, to go to Japan on the mission field, and we have three children. You probably saw them last night. Annabelle is nine years old, Josiah is six, and Silas is two. Um, so, we started um, full-time deputation just in January, and we're praying to get to Japan by the end of next year as we travel to churches and um raise the support to get there. And um, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents um, brought me to church since I was a baby. <laughs> and um, I had made a profession of faith when I was five. I had first prayed. But when I was nine years old, so let's see, my dad works for Lockheed. And so we lived in Texas. And well, I was born in Lancaster, California. Then we moved to Texas. Then we moved back to California in third grade and in fourth grade I went to junior camp at Lancaster Baptist Church and Brother Hauk preached at that camp and during that week he he spoke a lot about the crucifixion of Christ and making sure that you know 100% sure that Jesus is your personal Savior and I always knew the gospel I had heard it all my life but I realized that before I had not prayed in faith I just prayed because I should pray <laughs> but I prayed believing I know that you died for my sins, and I realized that it was my sins that put Jesus on the cross. He didn't just die for the whole world, but he also died for me personally. And so I remember that night um, walking back to my cabin, and I climbed up to the top bunk of my bunk bed, and that's when I prayed and trusted Christ my Savior as a nine-year-old girl. And um, I just continued to grow in the Lord, going to church, and... Um, we were there for three years, and then my dad's job got transferred back to Texas, and we were in Texas for uh, two years, and then they said, um, if you move to Georgia, they told my dad, if you move to Georgia, you can come back to Lancaster. Well, it was always my parents' heart to come back to Lancaster, because they loved the church, and also all their relatives are in Northern California, and so the Lord brought us east to come west. <laughs> so we came to Georgia for a couple years. And then we came back to Lancaster in my ninth grade year. And then I was there through college and marriage. And um, it was during my teen years that I surrendered my life to serve the Lord. Um, however he wanted to use me, I wanted to give my life full-time Christian service. And so I committed my life to him. And so after uh, my teen years, I went to Bible college. And... Um, I also would pray at missions conferences, and 
you know, um, we would hear lots of different missionaries, and um, I would pray, and I would say, Lord, if you want me to be a missionary, I'd love to go, but you have to show me if you want me to go. <laughs> and um, I remember a missionary saying, if you have a specific burden for a, a country, you can always pray for that too. So I said, Lord, um, you know I've always had a burden for um, Japanese people too, so if it is your will, can you send me to Japan? And <laughs> that was one of my prayers as, um, as a teenager because my grandmother is actually Japanese, and all growing up, um, we would pray for her to be saved. And um, she would, every time she would come to visit, she would come to church with us just to be polite. And we had many people um, also share the gospel with her. We're like, oh, maybe she hears it from somebody else. <laughs> but um, it was just two years ago that she finally um, made a profession of faith, and she got baptized, and she's going to church. She lives in Hawaii now, so we praise the Lord for that. But it was through her life um, that burdened my heart for Japan. But I didn't know yet if that's where God wanted us to go. Because my husband was also burdened for missions. But he was praying for lots of different countries in Southeast Asia. He was praying for Taiwan and other countries, Mongolia. And so um, I knew that as his wife, I need to go where he goes. <laughs> so I was praying uh, to God, you know, to please um, give me the same burden for the country that you're calling him to. And so he was praying for all these different countries, and then, but God had never shown him clearly where to go. So we just kept serving at our local church. After Bible college, like she said, we worked at Lancaster Baptist, and um, my husband was the bus director, and then I worked in the finance office. Um, we were there, and then... Um, for a few years, and then after that, the Lord brought us to Gardena, California, which is where my husband's home church was, where he had grown up before college, and we went to help my husband's church with um, the English ministry. <laughs> I know this is all English here, but at his church, Pastor Choi had started the church as a Korean ministry. He came from Korea and started a church in America, for those that speak Korean, and then as the children grew up, they spoke more English, and so he saw the need to have an English service, and so he was preaching both, and then he also started a Spanish ministry, and so my husband came to help relieve him and help with the English, so we were there for the last eight years, and while we were there, a missionary came that we um, had, and they pre he preached from Acts chapter 9 about Ananias going to Saul, and through that message, the Lord um, spoke to my husband's heart about Japan, and he he told him, you know, you prayed for all these countries, but you never prayed for Japan. And um, Japan and Korea have a long history of wars and everything like that. And through that message, he thought, I don't know if I can go there because I'm Korean. <laughs> and, and God told him, you know, Saul is not the most likely candidate for Ananias to go to. Because he was like, are you sure you want me to go to Ananias? Because he's been killing Christians. <laughs> and God told him yes. And then he said, well, it's hard, you know, a lot of people might not get saved there, but Ananias went for one person, and God spoke to my husband's heart, would you go for one person? And so through that message, the Lord confirmed that Japan was the country. And I had not really told him about my heart about Japan because I wanted to go where God wanted us to go. <laughs> and then the next day, he came and told me, um, I think God showed me the country. So I'm like, okay, Lord, what country is it? <laughs> and then he told me it was Japan, and I was just so surprised. I was like, really? Really? <laughs> because I've always had a burden for Japan. 
And so I'm, I'm just um, thankful that God um, puts all the puzzle pieces together and how he's uh, leading us um, to go to Japan. So um, we're planning to go there, and when we first get there, we're going to do the language school um, for two years and work with a Japanese pastor as we get to know the culture and how they do ministry. And then um, that will be in Kobe and Osaka in the heart of Japan. And then we're planning to go to the southern part of Japan in Kyushu in the city of Fukuoka to start churches there so that more people um, can come to know the Savior also, like we do. <laughs> so um, as we looked at Japan, we didn't even know this till after the Lord called us, but Japan is actually the second largest unreached people group in the world. And so there's um, only 0.58% that profess to be Christian, so less than 1% are Christian there. So um, so we're looking forward to going there and just um, pray for our children as they learn the language too and, and adapt. And, um, and now I just want to share with you a, a brief uh, devotion, and then we'll do some question and answer time. But um, I love the, the theme of your conference this year. It's um, Our mission is hope. And so as I was going through my lesson, I just wanted to incorporate that in there a little bit. Um, at 1 Peter 3.15, um, if you want to turn there. It says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And let's have a, a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this morning. I pray that you would bless this time as we go to your word, that you would um, teach us your word and guide us and um, help us with the, the rest of this day, Lord, that we would honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so, so if you trusted Christ as your Savior, then you have the hope of eternity in heaven, and God wants us to share that hope with others. It said he wants us to be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks us the reason of the hope that we have that is in us. And so I thought of um, what does God want first, and letter H is our hearts, and God wants our hearts. And so in Mark 12, 28, um, one of the scribes came to Jesus and he asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him. He said, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So before um, we do anything for the Lord, God wants us to give him all of our heart our soul, our mind, and our strength. Um, so every day, each day when we wake up, we need to surrender our will to God and ask him to use us and lead us every day however he sees fit. Um, sometimes we can rush through the day and we just start going about doing all the things that we think we need to do, but we always need to stop and, and pray again and ask God to guide us and direct us. And God wants to have a personal relationship with, with him 
um, through reading his word and through prayer. And, um, you know, it's hard to love somebody if you don't know them personally, right? <laughs> and so the same way if we want to love God, we need to know him personally. And the way we know him personally is through his word that he gives us, his love letter, and also through praying to God. And um, Christina Rossetti said, What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I'll give him my heart. And so the first thing God wants us to give is our heart. We might not have much, but we can all give, us, give God our heart. And so the second thing um, is others. I put for others. Um, the second commandment, it said, as we love the Lord, um, God wants us, he said, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And it's God's heart for everybody to be saved. So I believe that's why he said the second commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that's a lot of love because we take care of ourselves, right? <laughs> and Second um, Peter 3.9, the Lord says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And God loves every single person on this earth. And he wants us to love them the way he loves them and how he died for them. And so um, how can we love somebody with, with that great love? And it's only through us knowing the love of God that he has given us. And First John 4, 19, it says we love him because he first loved us. And through his love for us, we can love others. In Psalm 45, 40, verse 5, it says, Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to us where they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. So if you just think, wow, God has so many thoughts just for me, and he has so many thoughts just for you, and you, and you, and it's just incredible, the amazing love of God that he has for us. And so when I thought about how many thoughts he has for us, then it made me think, well, how many thoughts do I have for him? today how many thoughts do I have for others around me when I go to the store do I just go in and grab my thing or do I think about the people around me and oh they they might not be saved and do I take time to think about others um David Livingstone was a missionary to Africa you may have heard of him he said he first wanted to go to China but because of the war he couldn't go and then he heard Robert Moffat um, say these words Robert Moffat said, Many a morning have I stood on the porch of my house and looking northward have seen the smoke arise from villages that have never heard of Jesus Christ. I have seen at different times the smoke of a thousand villages, villages whose people are without Christ, without God, and without hope in this world. And when he heard Robert Moffat say that, that spoke to his heart, and he said, I want to go to Africa and help those villages come to know Christ. And there was... It was a very hard journey. Um, he had to pave a way through Africa that no white man had ever gone before. And he walked 29,000 miles in his ministry there. And he went through lots of opposition. There was a group of people called the Boers um, that opposed him, and the Dutch opposed him, and even his own Scottish brethren. They said, um, the London Society said, we cannot support you as a missionary anymore because you're not just a missionary, you're also an explorer. <laughs> But he was exploring to get to those tribes to share the gospel. And through all of that, he stayed faithful. And he, 
he said these words that you've probably heard in a song. He said, send me anywhere, only go with me, lay any burden on me, only sustain me. Sever from any tie but the tie that binds me to your service and to your heart. And he had a great heart for the people there in Africa. And, um, and also Robert Moffat did because they saw the people. And um, I think that it, it just pricked my heart that sometimes I can go through and walk somewhere and not really see the people. I just, you know, they're there, but I don't really see them as their soul that needs Christ. And, and we want to take time to see others and their need for the Lord. And then the third thing I put P for hope is preach. And um, in Psalm 40, verse 9 through 10, it says, I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. So God wants us to speak of God's righteousness and his goodness in our life and how you got saved. He wants you to share that with others. And, um, you know, who is God going to put across our path this week? And are we going to keep our mouth quiet and refrain our lips? Or are we going to share with them what God is doing in our life and how he saved us? And um, I'll tell you a story. When I was in high school, um, I was at Lancaster in high school, and there was a new girl that had started visiting my church. And her name was Karen. And she, um, she started coming to church with her father and her stepmom. And then on the summer break she would go live with her mom who was a truck driver so she would go drive all over the country with her mom well um one day in Sunday school it was her um it was her last Sunday there before she was about to leave for summer break and um she just looked really sad we were we were starting the class it was just about to begin with the announcements and they always give these little riddles it was in the youth class and um and so she looked sad, and so I just looked over, and I said, what's wrong? And then she just wrote on a piece of paper, I don't think I know for sure that I'm going to heaven. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> because I know she's leaving. I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to see you again. <laughs> so we just, I was like, okay, come here. <laughs> so we just got up out of class, and we just went into the little hallway. And um, she had already known you know, she had heard the gospel already, and so when I shared the gospel with her, she was really ready to be saved, and she prayed, and she trusted Christ as her Savior. Well, um, and then after that, she went to, um, went with her mom, so she couldn't get baptized yet, because she just left that same, same week, and I remember um, we got a phone call a couple months later, and they said that she was in the hospital in a coma, and what had happened was um, this guy had had shot her, through, and the bullet went through the head, and she was in a coma. And I remember them calling us, and it, and it was just um, relieving to know that no matter what happens, we know that she trusts Christ as Savior, and she's going to go to heaven. And um, thank the Lord, the Lord um, brought her out of the coma. They said normally the bullet would shatter, and you would just die instantly, but the bullet went clean through, which was a miracle. And then um, she came out of the coma and she remembered everything. She didn't lose her memory and she remembered her salvation. (laughs) 
And I remember she like couldn't wait to get baptized. And she, she had to wait a little bit because of the hole from her surgery to close up. And I remember she was so excited the day she could finally get baptized. And now she's still faithfully serving the Lord at church. But um, every time I think of her, I always think, you know, you never know the last time you'll have the opportunity to speak to somebody, to your friend or your neighbor or, or whoever you, um, you know. And the Lord has placed all of us in a different place. And he's given us different people that he wants us to talk to. And so he has a, a great purpose for everybody here. And so um, so P is to preach. And then number, um, or not number, <laughs> letter E is exalt. And <clears throat> we want to exalt the Lord through our giving and our prayers. And Psalm 34, 3, it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. In Psalm 40, verse 16 to 17, it says, Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee, that such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer, make no tearing, O my God. So as we um, exalt the Lord and to magnify the Lord, it means to make great or greater, to make great in representation, to extol and to exalt in description or praise. And so as we um, want to exalt the Lord, we can also praise him through our, um, through our giving. And um, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, But this I say, he was so sparingly, shall we boss so sparingly? And he was so bountifully, shall we boss so bountifully? So we can um, also exalt him through um, going soul winning and you know, we want to speak to others as we are about our day, but also um, I know your church has soloning on Saturdays and Tuesdays, and if you're able to go there, that's a great time to just go and meet people that you would never meet if you didn't go. <laughs> and, um, and the more seeds that we plant and sow, then the more fruit that will come. And you might not see it in this lifetime. Some fruit you might not see till you get to heaven. And somebody will say, you know, I got a track from you the other day. <laughs> and that will be exciting. But um, as, we were, as we were on deputation, I loved um, talking to people and finding out how they got saved and how they chose Christ as Savior. And every story is so unique and special to God. And it, it's amazing how many people get saved from a friend or a track on the door or, or um, somebody got saved in a hospital bed as she was sick and somebody got saved um, from a friend in high school that carried his Bible around and then years later he went to a church because of that guy's life and just so many um, different stories and some of the people I've met that got saved the person who actually started planting that seed in their heart never knew <laughs> and um, so you never know how God is using you too and how God will use the track. I, I just met Maria in the youth group last night, and she found a track on the ground of the store, and that's how God brought her to the church. And I thought, wow, <laughs> that's probably like somebody gave a track to somebody who didn't really care for it and dropped it, and then Maria picked it up. And so you never know, even if you give it to somebody, and they might not want it. Maybe God's going to pass that along to somebody else. Or they might want to read it later on. <laughs> so... Um, we can exalt the Lord through um, 
sowing the seeds and planting the seeds and sharing the gospel and also through giving um, cheerfully and 2 Corinthians 9, 7, it says, Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And so um, God wants to, um, to us to express our praise for him by giving to him so that others can be saved. And, you know, he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. He owns this whole world. <laughs> he doesn't really need our money, but he wants us to place our faith and trust in him. And it says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So as we um, trust him with, with our giving, he t- always takes care of us and meets our needs. And he's also able to meet the needs of others. And um, I love the church um, in Macedonia that gave to Paul to go to his missionary journey. And it said how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality, for to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that ye would receive the gift. And then it said, This they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord, and to us by the will of God. And as they surrendered their life to the Lord, then it was easy for them to give to the Lord also. And also we can give through praying. And Luke 10, 2, it says, Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. And so um, God continually urges us to continue to pray for more laborers to go and to share the gospel with others. And he wants all of us to be laborers and to share the gospel with others. And in 2 Thessalonians 3, 1, he also um, Paul writes, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you. So just as the word of God is freely to you, as you read the word of God, and it can minister to your heart, pray that God's word can also minister in the hearts of all of the, the countries around the world and the missionaries that you support. Pray for them that God's word could go um, powerfully into the hearts of the people. And um, back to David Livingstone, he also asked for prayer. And he said, Remember us in your prayers that we grow not weary and well-doing. It is hard to work for years with pure motives and all the time be looked upon by most of those to whom our lives are devoted as having some sinister object in view. Disinterested labor benevolence is so out of their line of thought that many look upon us as having some ulterior object in view. So they, they thought he must be coming for some other reason. They didn't think he would just come to give the gospel, but that he wanted something from them. But then David Livingston writes, But he who died for us, and whom we ought to copy, did more for us that we can do for anyone else. He endured the contradiction of sinners, and we should have grace to follow in his steps. And so pray for all of your missionaries, and pray for each other as you share the gospel with others, because you never know... Um, what contradiction of sinners there will be. And um, I just met this uh, missionary lady, and she got saved in Hong Kong at a hospital. She was a teenager, very sick. And this lady next to her started sharing the gospel with her, and she didn't want to hear it. (laughs) She's like, I'm sick, I don't want to hear it. But the lady persisted. And because of that lady's persistence, she's like, I'm so thankful that she persisted because I got saved. And she 
she wasn't able to find a church in Hong Kong. She found like a different church, another Baptist church, and she was like, oh no, this isn't what church should be. But then the Lord brought her to Canada, and as she was walking one day, she passed by a Baptist church, and um, she was able to grow in the Lord there, and now she's a missionary. <laughs> and she was a missionary in Trinidad, and now she's going to Grenada. And it was so neat to hear her testimony, because here she was not wanting to hear the gospel. And sometimes we think they don't want to hear us, <laughs> but they need to hear us. And that lady was so concerned for her soul that she persisted to share the gospel with her because she knew that she needed needed it. So, so pray, and um, and God's word um, is powerful, and God can use all of us. Um, he says in His word, "So that my word that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void." But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So, um, as we're faithful, we to first give our hearts to God, and then we can love others as God loves us, and then we can preach to, to others that they can know Christ, and we can exalt God through our prayer and our giving. So, um, as we follow God's word, um, He will bring hope to the lost, as He's also brought it to us. So that was. Um, just a, a short devotion, so I hope something could be a blessing from God's word. And now we just have a few minutes <laughs> for a question and answer. So um, if you guys have any questions you'd like to ask. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody have a question for me today? Um, okay, so Right now, we just have like some books that we're working on just the basics. But when we get to Japan, um, we're planning to get there by the end of 2018, and we'll do the language school in Japan. So we'll do that for two years, and then while we're doing the language school, we're going to work with the Japanese church there. So my husband's Korean, and I'm just part Japanese. So my grandmother's Japanese. I'm a quarter Japanese, half English, half Irish, and quarter English. <laughs> so English, Irish, and Japanese. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Um, they are open. To, you can go as a missionary. You can freely go as a missionary. So that's a blessing. And... Um, yeah, you can get a visa as a missionary. You just have to make sure that you just be a missionary. <laughs> Whatever you, Japan's very exact. If you go as a missionary, be a missionary. Don't go for another job and do both. So, yeah, so we're thankful that um, General MacArthur helped pave the way for that. And um, because um, before, it, it, wa it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. So after the war, God opened the door for Japan. And I remember he was asking for a lot of missionaries to come. And some came, but not enough. <laughs> so, anything else? Oh, yeah, it's just exciting. Yeah. Yeah, she still has her brother there. So, I'm hoping after I learn the language, I can talk to him. <laughs> I've never met him yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will ask a question. I know that 
Northwest and Lake Huron. <laughs> but I mean, when I, when my husband said, I feel like God is calling me back into these groups, which for me meant moving, was that very difficult for you? It was very difficult for me to give up security, I, I want to say. Was that difficult for you? Um, I guess for me, like I've, I've, when he told me in Japan, I felt like, you know, God is wanting us to do this. So that part wasn't hard. I think the hardest part for me was just um, just trusting God with my children because <laughs> I knew it would be hard for them to leave their friends and their cousins because they were very close with. Um, Annabelle's like seven weeks apart from her cousin, so they grew up in the nursery together. So, yeah. so you were worried about your children. I was more worried about the children. But, but then when I go back to the Lord, I know if he's in it, he's going to take care of them. He'll help them adjust. He'll give them friends in Japan. And, um, but I still pray for them. That's still the, when I, when I'm in the spirit of fear, that's what I fear the most is for the children to continue to grow in their heart for the Lord as they go through all the transitions. Yeah, they, they need to learn the language so that they can also communicate. Um, but um, we, we are planning to homeschool. Right now we're using a Becca um, video. So as we're traveling, they watch their DVDs and do their schooling. And um, so we'll, we'll plan to continue that. And then we're hoping that there will be like a Saturday school or something for them to also start learning the language. Oh. And don't worry, that's a, like, no, I'm not saying it with the right accents or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, kids, they, you know, they learn it, they remember it, and, you know, so they'll probably know before you, Sarah. Yeah, that's what people tell us. <laughs> They'll yeah. pick it up just by taking them to the playground and playing with the kids. And exactly. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have any more questions? You have one minute. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for being here today. And I want to encourage you to meet our missionaries, and I want you to, to encourage you to come back every night. Tonight at 6 o'clock, 